Good morning, happy Sabbath, and welcome from Our Lady of the Isle Catholic Church in Grand Isle, Louisiana, on Sunday morning, October 29th, 2023. This is Father Mark. Ordinarily, many of you would be accustomed to receiving a homily that was recorded live at Mass. However, this morning we had a little technical difficulty in the recording. Homily recording shut off in the middle of the homily. And so I chose to uh, just spend a few moments with you this morning recording today's message in a different format, more in a podcast, kind of conversation where I can sit in the posture of a spiritual director and a father and just kind of share my heart with you. I say that because many of you may be expecting that today would be week three in a five-week series that we started two weeks ago on the history of the island and what it can teach us about our lives. However, I felt compelled to hit pause on that series just because of the extraordinary circumstances of this past week. It's been a hard week for a lot of people. Maybe that's you, maybe that's not. But I think the circumstances of this past week at least invite us to not only reverence the intensity of this past week, but to also find God in the midst of that. So let's together jump into the last seven days, right? Because it's been an extraordinary week. On Monday, October 23rd, by now you are aware and familiar with the the shooting spree in Lewingston, Maine, right? 18 people killed, 13 others injured, two different locations, horrific shooting spree. However, even before that, on Monday, here in Louisiana, on I-55, 168 car pileup on the interstate because of the fog, 63 injured, eight people lost their life. That was just Monday. Then, of course, as the week unfolded um, in the Middle East, things between Israel and Hamas continue to escalate. Israel and the ground invasion, the death toll there now exceeds 5,000 people. Thursday, October 26, China jet fighters harassed U.S. military aircraft and stepped up their sorties around Taiwan. Friday, October 27th, U.S. fighter jets bomb facilities used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps in Syria, and Iran launched drone attacks against U.S. forces in western Iraq. I mean, it's been a week. It's been a week of a lot of not only uh, news, but that news carries with it uh, a lot of weight, a lot of, a lot of trauma. It affects all of us in different ways. Many people have heightened worry about where things are going or just a sadness with the reality and weight and sobriety of the news. That was one week in our lives this past week. And so as I welcome you this morning, my question to you is, how you doing? With everything happening in the world, how you doing? Shooting sprees at schools or in other places, they affect us. How you doing underneath the busyness of life? What, is, what does that do to you? Gosh, that, that car piled up on I-55 this week. People were just going to work. Good people. And yet bad things happen to good people. And there is the confusion of how does God allow all that? And where is he now in their lives? Where is God in Maine? Where is God in the Middle East or in, in China? Like, where, in the midst of this past week, where's the Lord? 
And if at the end of this conversation, you might be closer to that answer and if at the end of this conversation today, you had a little bit more direction of how to navigate weeks like this past week or any week you're having, would that be worth listening for? Stay with me this morning as we unpack the readings on this 30th Sunday of Ordinary Time because God has already spoken. And yet it came through language that might be a little bit different than what we were expecting. So if we can befriend the message of the gospel today, it's going to shine light on where the Lord is in your life and my life and the lives of families who lost loved ones on I-55 and people in Maine and across the world. Where's the Lord? And how does today's gospel speak to that? On the 30th Sunday of Ordinary Time, we hear from the Gospel of Matthew. Let's remind you what you heard at Mass today. We're in Matthew chapter 22, and there's a scholar of the law who's testing Jesus, and he's asking about the commandments. Now, many of us, when you hear the word commandment, that affects us in different ways. Some people like the commandments and reverence them. Some people feel restricted by the commandments. The fact that I just mentioned the commandments may be confusing to many of you, who were expecting me to talk about the tragedies of this past week, and you're wondering, how do the commandments have anything to do with that? Well, stay with me, because let's talk about that. In response to the scholar of the law, Jesus says, and I quote from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 22, that we should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Right? He's quoting Scripture. But there's a question about commandments, And he responds with the the vocabulary of love. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And that, my friends, that, my friends, is the hardest thing in the world. To love and to love with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, that is the most difficult thing in the entire world. Let me explain that. Andy Stanley once said that it's easier to know something than it is to love someone. Let me say that again. It's easier to know something than it is to love someone. It's a lot easier to memorize the gospel than be in a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a lot easier to memorize things about Jesus' teaching than it is to apply that teaching to my life and to surrender my intellect to his teaching. It's a a lot easier for me to think about the Jesus that I want him to be than to actually be in a relationship with Jesus as he is independent of my opinion. Jesus Christ, he's other from me. He's not me. He's not an extension of my my, my imagination. He's his own person. And Jesus' mind and his thoughts are meant to shape my mind and my thoughts. And I'm called to surrender my mind and my thoughts to Jesus' mind and thoughts. And that, my friends, is hard. It's easier to, to memorize the concepts than it is to apply them or to surrender to them. Jesus also talks about our heart, right? Our desires. It's, it's a lot easier for me to, to know something than to love someone. It's easier for me to know about what Jesus wants than to actually stay in relationship with Jesus in love and to be aware of some of the things that I want that are not in line with the gospel, right? 
we, we all want sometimes to do things that are not in line with Jesus. And so what do we do when we have desires to do something that's not in line with Jesus? Do we, do we surrender those desires to Jesus, right? So it, it's harder to, to love someone than it is to know something. Love is hard. So when Jesus, in response to the commandments, says that we shall love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, in a sense, Jesus is saying, you only need the commandments when you want to break them. I I woke up this morning, I had no desire to kill anyone. I don't need the commandment that says thou shalt not kill. Right? We only need the no when we have left the yes. When my whole life is a yes to Jesus, when my whole life is a yes to relationship, when my whole life is a yes to authentic love, not maybe the way that we think love is, but authentic love, when my whole life is a yes to loving God, then I never want to say no to him. And therefore, I don't need the commandments that says I shall not do this, right? The commandments are about what we shouldn't do (laughs) as much as they are about what we should do. And I don't need the, hey, don't do this when I want what he wants. That's the rub of the gospel. The commandments aren't about what we can't do. The commandments are about Jesus. And how do we stay in love with him? Pope Benedict XVI, um, in God is love, in his first encyclical day, as Caritas S. said, and I quote, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. End quote. Being Christian is about Jesus. It's not about me. Being Christian is not about, gosh, a set of Christian beliefs. It is about all those things, but in the, the, all those things are about Jesus. Being Christian is about having an active and vibrant and authentic relationship with Jesus on his terms not mine. And when we have a relationship with Jesus on his terms, then of course that brings the commandments with us, that brings the sacraments with him, that brings the the teachings of the Catholic Church with him, right? When we have a relationship with Jesus on his terms, not ours, all that is part of the package, right? But in the end, it's about Jesus and a relationship with Jesus Christ. And this relationship with Jesus is one that's now we, 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 we have a relationship with God who's active and alive now. You've heard me say that just because he died doesn't mean he's dead. Let me say that again. Just because he died doesn't mean he's dead. Jesus is active and alive now in today's world, and he's inviting us into a relationship with him. And when we're in a relationship with him, which is all about love, that's what today's gospel is all about, right? Then you can't be in an authentic relationship with anybody in our lives unless we're bringing our hearts to him. So we, we bring the suffering of the world and how many of us respond to that, how that affects us. We bring all that to Jesus in a relationship, But when our relationship with God is intellectual only, when it's about concepts, and we we have the week that we had this past week, then what happens is we blame God for 
what happened in the world because it doesn't fit into the concepts of, of what we think ought to happen. But when in a relationship with Jesus, who suffered on the cross, who entered suffering, then, then we can find God with us in the midst of the suffering in our life. God doesn't will that bad things happen to good people. He's not the source of evil. God allows things to, to unfold in the world because he has to respect free will because that's the only way that love is what it is. And the consequence of allowing free will is the risk that sometimes bad things are going to happen to good people on the interstate, in Maine, in Israel, in China, in Iran. But in my life and with my emotions, Jesus wants to speak to me and hold me in relationship in the midst of the anxiety. So the question that really confronts us with the weeks that we've had this kind of like this past week is, who are you talking to? Right at the end of the day, after you've watched the news and it stirs up all kinds of things, who are you talking to? Are we talking to ourselves in our heads, ruminating about things? Or are we going to actually engage actively in a relationship with Jesus in prayer and share our hearts with him because he's real? When the questions about tragedy or when the emotions of ordinary life, independent this past week, who are you talking to? Are we going to try to figure it out on our own? Are we caught up in our own trying to make sense of it all? Or are we going to him? an active and living and loving relationship. So in the midst of what happened this week, in the midst of life, what's one thing that you can do this week? I'm going to give you three um, different options of things that I think may help you with weeks that we had this past week or, or anything that you might have going on in your life. So I'm going to give you three options as a father, as a spiritual director. Just pick one of them, right? Number one, you might start praying a psalm a day in the morning and let that word or phrase that is in that psalm uh, just speak to you. So you're going to pick one psalm. Maybe you start at Psalm 1. You end at 150. You start all over. Just pick one psalm a day in the Old Testament. The psalms are the poetry of the Bible. They speak of every human situation and every human emotion. Everything that you have in your life is there in some way. Pick one psalm a day. Read it three times. Let a word or phrase kind of speak to your heart. And maybe just kind of chew on that all day. And if you do that in the morning, then you're kind of with the Lord all day long. Second thing that you might be on guard for is the emotionalism of the news. Um, I, I would hate to say this, but I don't know any news media outlet that is actually relating objectively and non-subjectively infused news. So just read the news, watch the news less. Explore other ways to catch the headlines, but I don't think, I don't know anybody who, <laughs> who watches the news and at the end of the news, like you feel better about the world, Right. There is something about the delivery of the facts that sometimes can catch us emotionally. And so I would encourage you to, to just let that go and maybe pick up other ways to keep up, keep up on, with the, the headlines. Or at the day's end, uh, maybe, maybe just something to help you land at night. Maybe that would be helpful for you. I'm a big fan of, if you go into YouTube and you search Compline, Night Prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours, Sing the Hours. That's in the notes. You can just go follow along in the notes. 
But uh, Paul Rose has some beautiful recordings of just night prayer. It's a simple way to end the day. It's the same thing uh, every Sunday, and then it changes every Monday and every Tuesday. So there's seven different ways that you can experience prayer at the end of the day. Um, every priest and religious and any consecrated person across the world who made a promise on that consecration day to, around the liturgy of the hours is able to to go to bed uh, with the Lord. And and the liturgy of the hours, night prayer, is a great way to end the day. And I think for a lot of us, if you were able just to listen to something beautiful, that might help you at the end of the day. So it's been a hard week for a lot of us. Some of us are just living tough lives. Here, here's some hope for you. Jesus is real. He wants to be in relationship with you. And here's, here's a couple things you can do practically that might help you stay engaged in that relationship with Jesus in the midst of a tough week. Again, the notes that are connected to this podcast kind of walk you through everything we talked about. And it's just my prayer that we might find God with us in the midst of it all. Hey, hang in there. Remember that just because he died doesn't mean he's dead. God's active and alive now. He's with you in the midst of your life. Just be encouraged with that. Some of you just need to be reminded of that. Take one small step in your relationship with him. Maybe it's the Psalms or night prayer at the end of the day. But wherever you are in life, um, be not afraid. Know that the Lord is with you, and he is reaching out to you for a relationship. God bless you.